Today's episode of Transform Your Workplace is brought to you by Zenium HR. Learn more about Zenium's complete HR plus payroll solution at zeniumhr.com. And for a limited time until August 31st, you can sign up for the annual What People Want From Work survey. This is a survey that we run. It's completely free where you can send it out to your employees and ask them what they want out of their workplace. So this is a chance for you to hear what makes them stay and what you could do better as an employer. Sign up at zenimhr.com. The link is in the show notes. Again, it's completely free. So no excuses. You need to sign up by August 31st. In this episode, I sit down with Natalie Fairchild and we talk about her business and the emphasis that she puts on workplace flexibility, which allows employees to have as much autonomy over their roles and their schedules So Natalie shares stories of employees with diverse backgrounds who have found success and fulfillment at their organization. And she talks about the challenges and victories of making this type of business work despite such unorthodox flexibility methods that they've instituted. So listen to the episode and be inspired by the uniqueness of this thriving business. I hope you enjoy the conversation with Natalie Fairchild. Enjoy. Hey, Natalie, it's a pleasure to have you on Transforming Workplace. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Brandon. I love the stuff that you do. We've both been on a similar podcast before, and that's kind of how we got reconnected. So it's great to be here. We're going to talk about workplace flexibility. You do some unique stuff, and we're going to get into that. But first, you have a pretty unique business. So give listeners a sense for what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so Pacific Parks Coffee. So I like to say we are an espresso bar caterer, but we do much, much more than that. So the main things are, is we're event oriented. So we go to the event, to your office, to Zenium, which we have been, right? We charge a flat fee. We start at two hours. It's already paid for. When we get there, we're just doling out free beverages, ice cream, food, whatever it is while we're there serving. And so we're all about the experience, all about making it easy for our clients And it's a really fun industry for sure. It's a really cool business. I loved it, you know, and just hiring you at Zenium because you get people kind of waiting around for coffee while the barista's making the coffee and we're chatting it up. So it's like a culture initiative, an event in itself. And I imagine like we're pretty small, we're about 90 employees. But if you go to like a larger organization, you know, manufacturing environment, production, like you may have like multiple coffee carts, right? We might, and we do several different shifts too. Yeah. In manufacturing, like you're talking about, they have, you know, around the clock. So we might be there at 6 a.m. for a couple hours. We might be there from 3 to 5 and then, you know, 10 to midnight. And we definitely have multiple stations depending on how many people we're serving. Yeah. On a given day, about how many might you be doing? And it probably varies, but like how many carts do you got out? So I can tell you on a weekly average, we have anywhere from 30 to 40 events a week. So that kind of gives you a January is our slowest month. December is our busiest month. So in three plus weeks, we do 275 events. So it can be 
all over the board. Yeah. When employers reach out to you, in fact, who who's the typical like position that reaches out? Is it an HR person? HR, office manager. Yeah, that type of person in the corporate industry, for sure. Yeah. Are they looking for this for a specific thing? Or is it like an appreciation? Like, is it an event driven thing? Or is it just like, actually, every quarter, we're going to bring you out? Like, what do you see commonly? Well, for sure. So we have clients that bring us out every month, every quarter, that kind of thing. Employee appreciation, medical offices that will take us to every single one of their clinics when they do an employee appreciation type of an event. It might be a Halloween party. It might be an anniversary. It might be monthly birthdays. Um, So both and all. So occasion and employee appreciation. So we're lucky to work with companies that appreciate their employees and value that. And that just makes an awesome working relationship. What's interesting about like what I know about your business and also what you're talking about right now, it sounds like a logistical scheduling nightmare. (laughs) And that's probably why you have to get creative with like flexibility with your employees. But I mean, how far in advance do you know about like the events that you're going to happen with organizations? And then, and then on the flip side, like how are you then scheduling employees and how many do you have? I just want to know all that, the operational side of this. Yeah. I'm laughing because Tristan who has worked this for a long time would be like just laughing too. And And I'm thinking of him. So we know about events two days before, sometimes before, which sometimes we can do it, sometimes we can't, up to a year before. We have a pool of about 18 to 20 perkologists, as we call them, that do the events. So we actually have, because of the flexibility, it makes it more challenging for us to schedule. We can go in a little bit more about that. I have to have a bigger pool of people because not everyone's available all the time. It was all done manually. Like Excel (laughs) or like on a drawing piece of paper? like Google (laughs) Calendar and like who's available. And yeah, you had a spreadsheet of their availability and oh my God. And then in the last year and a half, we have our own proprietary software that has a scheduling component to it. So the perkologists will put their availability into the system and then the system will assign them in order based on their seniority, mm. and what they're trained on and their availability. So it will do it automatically for us. So that's been huge, though there's still little loopholes that we have to get around. Things like the system gives you two hours to an accept an event or then it goes to the next person. So let's say you're gone and you don't see that invitation. It goes to the next person. And then the system thinks that you're not available. We have to manipulate a little bit. It can be a nightmare, but the software has helped out tremendously. But then we get into situations where someone's not trained on food and a food event's just come in. So we've got to swap this person that was on an espresso bar over to a food event. So this other person that's trained only on espresso can do that event. <laughs> so there's always still wow. some finagling. Did you develop the software yourself or did you hire? No, no, no. Software development company locally um, worked with us on it. They had to learn our business and then we start creating it. And then you realize that you, <laughs> you didn't remember all the things that were important. So then you go back and you manipulate it. We're at a point now where it's really good. And we have some 
wants and needs, wants versus needs that we want to do in the future, but it's working. It's taking a load off for sure. So what I think is interesting about your business is like, you have to be flexible with the the businesses that you work with because they might call you in two days, like one, like four coffee carts. And so you've got a staff to that. And on the other side of this is, and this is just a general statement. Employees are asking for flexibility. They're asking for, and that means something different to everybody. Flexibility could mean like, I want a laptop so I can go work in a coffee shop for a few hours just so I can have a change of pace. And it could mean four day work week. And it could mean I want to work when I want to work. What approach do you take? Well, honestly, this whole flexibility thing started with us, me and my family. So my husband, Jim, and I started Pacific Perks because he has MS and it was affecting and we needed to be in a business together where we could have flexibility. And honestly, if I'm being true to myself, I'm not a five-day work week person. I never have been. I used to blame it on MS. I used to blame it on poor Jim. But really, I needed it. I needed the balance as much as he did, right? So that's where it started. So it started at the top. And we set it up to where these employees in the very beginning were contractors, That's very similar to being a contractor. Like you kind of say when you're available and when you're not. Well, there's such a fine line with that and a gray area. And we wanted to be able to sleep at night. So we made them employees very quickly, like more than a decade ago, probably 13, 15 years ago. And so they are employees. And so they get all the benefits of being employees. That does cost us more money. And we kept the flexibility because we, knew there was a really cool niche market of people that are not necessarily looking for work. Maybe they're um, parents and their kids are old enough to get up and go to school, but they just want to get out and they want to get back into the workforce and they want to make somebody's day, but they don't want to be tied down to a part-time or a full-time position at the same time. So we knew it was this great niche market of people. And we knew in an event business that we can't guarantee a number of hours for them. If you're in the admin side of things, the, you know, the office side of things, then there is more guaranteed hours. Of course, there's a schedule. But for events business, we don't know what we're getting. So it was, it was a win-win in that. And that's been kind of our secret sauce of flexibility. And it started from the top down and it still is the way we do things. There was a point probably five, six years ago where we were just banging our heads against the wall with scheduling and how do we do this? And we were like, do we want to make mandatory hours? And we looked at each other and we shook our heads and Tristan was like, that's not our core value. And I'm like, you're right. It's not. So we need to think of another solution. So it comes with its challenges for sure. But I think it's one of our best allies for sure is that we have that flexibility and we've been able to pull in these incredible people. Um, I have a flight attendant, you know, he has gaps of time. So he does events during his gaps of time, works great. I have parents, I have college students, I have people that, you know, we're in the mortgage business and that business right now is kind of flat and they need to, you know, add to their family or 
you know, or real estate, that kind of thing. So everyone has their own story, but the common denominator are these are people that know what to do in situations that work independently, that are kind and fun, and they know how to create an experience. And Mm -hmm. so it works with its challenges. (laughs) Absolutely. I want to hone in on something you just said, like that create an experience. Do you have like when you onboard a new employee that maybe looking like maybe they have their mortgage broker and that industry went a little south yeah currently and so they need something else to supplement their income so they come work for you do you have some sort of onboarding methodology around creating that experience that you're looking to do that is such a great question and i'm going to be real and honest with you i think i do that experience piece intuitively when I'm interviewing them. It's the most important piece. We can teach everyone how to make a great latte. It's most important piece. And we don't fully have it documented, which is crazy. I'm going to be totally honest. And I've been, so I've been very lucky to hire people that I intuitively know already have that. And so that is one thing that we're working on actually right now. And how do I put in a little capsule what I know to be true for me and is very intuitive for me and have that be part of the onboarding experience? So we've got a little bit of it, but it's just come to a realization that that needs to be packaged. Yeah. I mean, for scale purposes, you're getting into franchising too. So I think like when uh, a franchisee comes on board, they're they're definitely looking for a model like that. But also like if you look at it from an experience side from your brand, like that's that's one thing, but also like the reputation of like what kind of employee would want to come work for you long term. Like if the, the buzz around how Pacific Perks goes about creating an experience for their customers with you know joy or whatever the, the words that you would use with your clients, I think that's going to only benefit long-term. Right? It's like obvious. (laughs) And we've got a little (laughs) bit and we talk about it a lot, but it needs to be packaged for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. With the employees that you have on board, you talked about how they would sort of say when they're available and then you, your technology would sort of figure out who's the seniority and like like within two hours goes to the next person. How long do you keep them and as an active employee if they're never available or they keep getting bypassed because they're they couldn't do it like do you just have this giant pool active all the time or do you say like hey, you know after six months of inactivity you're no longer an employee we don't necessarily do that but if they're saying they're available and they're declining an event we're saying that then you're not available so either your availability is not up to date which is a requirement you do need to do that and then it, it comes where we have a conversation with them and say, hey, how's it going? What's going on? So it's, it's definitely something that we talk through for sure. I do have people that have been working with us and then life changes and they're like, I need to take a break, blah, blah, blah. And I've had them come back. Things have changed in their life, which I love because we need to allow that to happen for them to grow, try other chapters. I had one person, you know, after her mom passed, it was just a really hard time. And she was doing something else because she'd left Pacific Perks and was doing something else. And she's like, I just need to come back and I, I need to not lead anyone. I need to go and I need to check in and put on an experience and I need to check out and I need to go home. And she came back to us and it was like, yes, we can do that for you. 
So that's part of the flexibility magic is that people will flow in and flow out. I have an employee who left during COVID because of the interaction with people and she wasn't comfortable with that. And she is a single mom and ended up creating her own coffee truck. And really, yeah. And (laughs) there's a part of that that's like we were part of that and and getting her to that. You know, she learned a lot from us and about coffee and making drinks and and the experience and all of that. And look what she's doing. So sometimes I think this is kind of an offshoot, Brandon, of what you're talking about. But sometimes I think it's really important to upskill your employees and then set them free if that's what's going to happen. You're just, yeah, you're part of their journey. Like this may not be like the end of their career. This, this may be like giving them the means and the flexibility to be able to become a a nurse in their spare time or, or whatever they want to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And some of my clients have become employees and some of my employees have become my clients, you know, it flip flops and it is really nice to give space to that, not taking it personal. People go on to their journey and do what's best for them. Logistically, going back to the scheduling piece, what are the expectations for your employees to document their availability? Like, do you have a a process for like, you know, every week on Fridays you go into the system? Like, what, what are the expectations? Yeah, that's kind of interesting because everyone's schedule is a little bit different. So for example, um, my flight attendant, Kirkologist, so he gets his schedule once a month. So he really can't update it until he gets that schedule. And then once he does, he goes in and schedules it. Basically how it's set up is typically I'm available, let's say Monday through Friday. And so that's great. And then when it changes that they're not available on one of those days, like they're going to go on a kid's field trip, they have an appointment, whatever, then they go back in. So it's an as needed basis, go back in and say, I'm not available on this day between these timeframes. We have asked people to go ahead and put their availability in for one Saturday a month because for a while we were having a ton of weekend events and not a ton of weekend people. Right now we do have a ton of weekend people, so things constantly change. But we were like, just make yourself available. That way you're earmarked. It doesn't mean you're going to work. So, you know, they put that in as well. What logistical problems have you run into with this? level of flexibility or has the technology really solved that problem for the most part? Well, the technology has helped immensely because Tristan's brain is so good at this, but I would be over his shoulder. We're trying to find, figure out a scheduling solution. And my eyes are rolling back in my head. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how you do this. Like I can't even think this way, how he thinks. So, you know, you definitely have to have a Tristan aboard, but it is challenging. Um, we have a couple people out on maternity leave, three people out on maternity leave right now. We have two people that had injuries, you know, and they're out. One was a car crash, you know, on their own type of thing. So we've got a lot of situations. One person just moved to Texas. So we're like, oh my God. So sometimes we as an ops team have to come in and fill the bill. Hey, get your hands dirty. It's yeah. Fine. Which is great because it's kind of like um, the show Undercover Boss yeah. where you do an event, you haven't done one in a while. And you're like, what? What are we thinking here? This this does not work. This has to change. 
So it's it's good for us to get our hands dirty. But Teacher Appreciation Week is a huge week for us. And we were strapped. We've had people so generously working two events a day, which we don't like to do too much, but that can be a lot. So we still have challenges for sure. Or we have those like what I talked about where one person's only trained on so much and then another event comes in, a food event, and you need to get this person on this. And so we're, we're rearranging it and that kind of thing. So we're still rearranging because we're in the event business and things change all the time. And when clients call, you know, for the day before an event, if we can do it, we're happy to do it. Sometimes we let them know there's going to be an extra charge. Are you okay with that? Because we need to teach our clients how to treat us and how to work with us to try and avoid those last minute things because it it can cause a lot of extra work. I wasn't going to go this direction, but I'm actually just curious myself about like you offer this much flexibility and your goal at the end of the day is to help these organizations like improve their culture, right? You're, you're there to put a smile on their face. They've probably been working hard. You're celebrating an event, whatever the reason they brought you in, teacher appreciation week, all those reasons. So you're there to help their culture. But when you have a flexible work environment like you do, how do you handle the connectedness and the belonging inside of your organization? It sounds fragmented to me, like, but I know, I know what kind of leader you are. I know you keep people connected and, and you have your own culture. What do you do? Yeah, it's funny because it's like ships passing in the warehouse. You know, you may not see people for a long time. It's really fun when they get to work side by side, like there's two carts or three carts at a time. So we do have the app group me um, that we've been using. And with this, since COVID, with just some fresh faces and energy and things like that, this app has become such a connection. So it's not only posting their event pics so that we can download those and use those, but it's showing funny things, um, mistakes, razzing each other in a kind way supporting each other, giving tips, things like that, laughing hysterically about things, celebrating birthdays, all of that. So that's been a really cool connection piece. And then we do send out a weekly email to our our team just on updates. Remember this, celebrating this, look forward to this. And then we have quarterly get-togethers where it's either fun or it's fun in a meeting and that kind of thing. And it's just the people. I don't know if you've been to a party, Brandon, where maybe there was not a lot going on. There weren't fireworks in a band at this party. Yeah. But oh yeah. The people were what made it. And the people were so incredible. And they're just fun, great people that it was hard to not have a good time. That's the kind of people that we have and we're able to attract. And so when we get together, it's very fun and relaxed and real and raw. And my social media gal who is contract and I'd have her come to our last meeting so she can say her little song and dance. Hey, good job for this, this, this is what I really need your help with, that kind of thing. She left and she just sent me a text later. Like, thank you so much for inviting me. Like how I felt being there and just the people that you have in your company. And that brings me so much joy to hear because I think it's starting with like really good people to begin with. And then everyone just melts and they become friends and they do things on the side. And, you know, people that have left our company for whatever reason, we still connect with and 
adore and love. And that's how we do it. It is challenging when you're not all under one roof, for sure. I mean, based on what you're telling me, though, the flexibility, people want that. The connectedness, people want that. And it just sounds like you guys have fun. And when you create that kind of culture, people probably bring their whole selves to work. And we, we hear it, like I'm in the HR world, we hear that a lot, like try to bring out the best in people so they could bring their whole selves to work because it unlocks a lot of different things, connectedness, belonging, creativity. And I'm wondering, because you have this environment that you've created and the great people that you have have created, has there been any additional like creativity from your people that have maybe changed your business in some way, like coming up with different coffee menu items and things? I'm just kind of curious. like 100%. So whenever we hire someone new, We're like, we're going to take you through this process and we want you to learn it the way we're teaching you. That's important. So we're all doing the same thing. So whether you have Pacific Perks in London or in Vancouver, Washington, it's the same experience. And we say, your new eyes are gold to us. So please, we want to hear your feedback. And so we constantly talk about that. When people give us feedback, I talk to my team about, letting them know, thank you so much. We're taking this to the ops team and then following up. This is what we've done with that. We have created the grilled cheese bar because of people. (laughs) We've created other upgrades. We've taken things away. There's now little dust pans in their medium tote that people say really help them. There's This is a funny, funny, stupid story and hopefully it comes across okay. But this is like the epitome of like, why were we doing that? So we used to have, we do event signs, custom event signs. So it'll say, we love our employees with the Zenium logo, perhaps. And if the sign still looks presentable, we'll file it away so that we can use it again under, you know, X, right? We were having the hardest time years ago, like getting them to file it correctly when they came back from an event. And you're tired when you come back from an event. And I'm like, and we joke about it. Like, okay, where does this sign go? A, B, or C, or, you know, whatever. And it was just like banging your head against the wall. And Carla came in, and this was eight years ago. And she's like, why are we having them file it? I feel like the sign should be in my office because I'm putting the event details together and attaching the sign to them. And then I can just keep them organized. And I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea why we have this file cabinet in the warehouse and are expecting them to file when we're hiring creative people to create an experience for people. It's just like, yes, change it, change it now. Not the highest and best use of their time. Let's get them just focused on the experience. Exactly. And I laughed that when we moved into our warehouse, I had Tristan in the back corner of the warehouse in a, (laughs) with his desk. And I'm like, what? And I took over the whole, like, area in front. I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? What were we thinking? So lots of things using propane burners for the omelets and crepes, life-changing that came from an employee that literally had to pay. What were you doing before? (laughs) Electric burners. Oh, great. Which aren't as efficient. (laughs) Not at all. And for some reason I had this mental block that we were going to have like these huge canisters and traveling with that. Those uh, little, uh, the small propane tanks are great and they last yeah they're like spray can size yeah duh butane so to your point yes we love feedback we have changed many things we tell people when they start with us that how do you feel about giving feedback 
because we want it and we think it's really important. Can we take everything and change it? No, but we've changed a lot and we try and really reiterate. I try and tell my team it's so important to reiterate how thankful we are that they brought it to us and here's where we're at with it. I come from a philosophy that I think we've been successful because I surround myself with the right people not because I know everything or need to know everything. I often laugh, like, I can't believe I run a somewhat successful business because of some of the things that I do. Oh, don't I, cut yourself short. I'm pretty sure I'm dyslexic, <laughs> but I don't have ego around surrounding myself with the right people that have the talents where I don't. So that's a long answer to your great question. <laughs> I love it. You've created a great work environment and you're growing. Um, you made it through the pandemic, which is incredible in itself because with a in-person type of, of business like this, where you're interacting with a lot of people, I imagine it, it was probably hard to find employees that were comfortable to do that. So way to go. You got through that. Well, what did I miss? Like, what do you, what else do you want to say about your culture or your philosophy on business? Anything like that? I think the important things are to treat people with kindness, meet them where they're at, see them, really see them. We really try and do that. And I think that evokes more vulnerableness and them showing up as they are at the workplace and us recognizing them for that and what they're going through because we all go through crap in life. Someone just to say, we see that happening and we are here. What do you need? type of thing has helped us so much tremendously. And again, I just think that not feeling like you need to know it all and surrounding yourself with professionals or employees that, that can help you get there and giving them the room to, to be themselves and to grow and to make mistakes, which can be hard for an owner manager type of thing, because you're just like, Oh, but we all learn from those. And, and I've made those for sure. So as far as what's next for us is the franchise. So we are a franchise, which means that we can sell franchises in non-registered states. So Oregon is a non-registered state, for example. Washington, California are not. You have to register with them. So there's certain states, you once you're franchisable, you can just go to town. Other ones you need to register for. So we're in the process of looking for individuals who maybe have gone through an experience that Jim and I did. Like they have to get out of the corporate world because they've got an illness or there's a disability or something that's telling them that they've got to own their balance in their life or somebody who loves coffee and has always wanted to have a coffee shop or loves events or that can value employees as much as I do. When we're rewarding franchises, they have to love people and appreciate them as much as I do. And they have to love and appreciate making things easy for people and creating an experience for people. What's the best way to connect with you? Um, well, pacificperkscoffee.com. And there's a franchise tab on there. There's um, my email is natalie at pacificperkscoffee.com. Super easy. All our information's there. My guest today has been Natalie Fairchild. Natalie, thanks so much for the awesome conversation. Appreciate you. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guest's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws.
The material and information presented on Transform Your Workplace is for general information and educational purposes only. Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws, does not necessarily endorse any guest, their business, or any organization they represent. Discretion is advised. Please work with a trusted advisor to find a custom approach that fits your organization's needs.